Hello and welcome to the Beatles World Cup. Look, I say it every week, 213 songs, one winner. There's not really much more to say, Rob. We're slowly getting there. We are, slowly but surely. Yeah. Heat 29 this week, very exciting. Hey, before we get into the heat though, um, mm-hmm. you got an amazing present this and week. And some heat. Yeah. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. Unintentional. Yes, I did get a nice present, Jono. It was my birthday the other day. And uh, the work bestie, who I talk about quite a bit on the show, uh, gave me this book uh, called All the Songs, The Stories Behind Every Beatles Release by Philippe Margotin, if people want to go and look it up on Amazon or something. And it is the most extraordinary book. Tells you the stories behind the songs, who was recording them, how many takes it took, all sorts of stuff. And the book is like a brick or two bricks put together. It's amazing. It does look incredible. Actually, I'd never heard of it before. So um, that's that's unique. And um, and there was a lovely note. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I copped some heat. I got a sick burn, Jono. I opened it up. We're, well, set the scene. We're sitting in you know a lovely restaurant near work, our favorite restaurant near work. And I opened the book and it's lovely. And <laughs> turn the page and there's this note and it says happy birthday rob so now you won't have to talk about yourself on the podcast from the work bestie she's <laughs> she's quite onto it isn't she like she's, she's very quite... onto it John. Oh, yes <laughs> um that's brilliant it is a fantastic book uh by the looks of it i would actually love to have a look through it myself um if i can get it shipped to new zealand um, mm-hmm. probably cost an arm and a leg considering how heavy it is. Um, just remember though, that you are, you are not the trivia guy of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I might, might be have... now. I have this brick. True. Trivia. But yeah, if you take my trivia away from me, Rob, I, I don't know what I'll become. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll portion it out. <laughs> um, we got quite deep there for a moment. Uh, mm. Hey, look, let's take a look at what we picked out last week from uh, the box. What were the four songs that we're going to talk about? The four songs we're looking at tonight are I Call Your Name from the Beatles' second album in the US or the Long Tall Sally EP in the UK. Eight Days a Week from Beatles for Sale, Back in the USSR from the White Album. And I'm Me Mine from Let It Be. I'm Me Mine. It's time for Heat 29. Oh, good rhymes. (laughs) Nice. Even better. Of the Beatles World Cup. Don't know what's coming over me this week. <laughs> really? I'm kind of a bit a bit jabbled. Maybe it's just because I just I keep calling your name, Rob. Not really, but I call your name is our first track. Oh, you take Gosh. it away. <laughs> Jono, if if this sounds like a hard day's night reject song to your ears, it's because it is. Um to give the full story, however, we've got to go back a bit further. It's actually a song that John Lennon reckons he wrote mostly pre-Beatles. Uh, and then they let another band record it. Then the Beatles finally had a crack at recording it themselves because they allegedly didn't like the other band's version. So it had been around for a long time before A Hard Day's Night. Uh, they threw in some extra elements like the bridge, which some describe as a bit ska-oriented or Jamaican blue beat-oriented. They're not quite the same thing, but let's just go with it. It, it has this sort of um, Caribbean feel to it, shall we say. I've never felt there was a Caribbean vibe to it, but apparently it's there. Uh, 
On the whole, though, I've never been much on this track. It's it's a bit plodding. It mm. feels a bit generic for the Beatles of that period. Like I say, it's a bit of a Hard Day's Night reject song, really. Yeah, it was supposed to be in the film. Um, That's right. And and it was rejected because it sounded too much like... It's just something gone else. Something else. Something else we've, we've talked about. But um, yeah, there's a whole heap of cowbell in this one, isn't there? A it whole heap. Is. My there word. Is. <laughs> um, it is quite funny. This is sort of, in a way, sounds like a cover. And mm. it kind of is a cover of mm-hmm. their own song. <laughs> yeah, because this other band had done it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned at the start that it's on the Beatles' second album, which is a US release, or the Long Tall Sally EP. That's why it didn't end up on A Hard Day's Night. You can get it, though, on Past Masters if you're looking for a more, uh, I don't know, modern modern version of it on a CD or something. Do mm. kids still have CDs? I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be sort of running out to try and find this uh, no. on, on, on CD or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It's... it's there ain't much to it, is there? Uh, no. And I would say, though, like actually, it's the beginning of John's insomnia uh, motif through his songs. Oh, tell me more. Well, it, I can't sleep at night. Ah, of course. There it is. I'm yeah. only sleeping. I'm so tired. You know, there's a thing. There's a thread. There's, there's a kernel of something. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here for something. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this one hey um, let's go forward a, a year or two and uh, go to eight days a week yeah eight days a week from Beatles for sale this is something I can get my teeth into Jono it's it's happy it's upbeat it has that great jangly intro which actually fades in uh, certainly a first for the Beatles some people say it's a first for pop music I'm not sure about that but it does fade in and I think that's fantastic um and I think it shows that even for an early song, this is Beatles for Sale, people, they're messing around with basic studio trickery, you know, and I think that's very cool. Uh, what else? It's a Paul song, of course, based on a comment Ringo had made about their workload at the time. You know, oh, gosh, guys, we're working eight days a week. Well, it wasn't mm. Ringo. It wasn't? No. Tell he me more. He said it was Ringo in the 80s. Uh, Paul did, and then basically it worked out that it actually wasn't him. It was their limo driver, because um, Ringo said, I never said it, and uh, yeah, it was the limo driver. Is that right? I'm working yeah. with an urban myth. You are. Wow. Debunked. But anyway, Macca heard it from <laughs> someone and was like, I'll have that. And yeah, I, I like this one. It has a happy vibe. I think that's what does it most for me. And especially on an LP, Jono, that kicks off with no reply, baby's in black, and I'm a loser. <laughs> and as and a bit of a bummer, uh, but it's a bummer I like. I mean, I, I like bummer songs. I like a bit of melancholy. Uh, nevertheless, this is a ray of sunshine on the album. It's just great when it comes in those jangly guitars. Oh, so good. I like it. It is very good. It's got the best hand claps, I think, of any Beatles song. Oh, you hold me. They're great. Um, and I really like that. We, we need they're doing the, oh, well, it's got like a real, got a bit of feeling behind it. Those. Yeah. Um, they're good. Do you want to know something interesting about this? They never performed hmm. it live. This was never performed live. That's astounding. Isn't it? This is right in their period where they would have been playing gigs and things, you know. Um, 
do you know in why their they, imperial phase. Yeah, do you know on? why they never performed it live? Because they didn't like they, it. They couldn't fade it in? No. They, <laughs> yeah, they just walk on stage slowly. Um, they didn't like it. Like, this wasn't, yeah. this wasn't well loved within the group. Wow, so it's I, interesting, I, you know, it, everyone goes on about it eight days a week as one of yeah, the yeah. early classics, but they didn't think so at all. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, this is good. It, it definitely feels, because uh, my thing with Beatles for Sale is I think some of them feel, it feels a bit like they've been touring for a while and it's a bit of a, you know, maybe the, the, the oomph isn't in it. I know you probably won't agree with me with that, but... No, you know. no, 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 I actually do, because that's the general feeling around Beatles for Sale. It starts with the cover. People say, look at the guys on the cover. They look sort of worn out and tired. Mm. And like I said earlier, the LP kicks off with these three. They're not sad songs per se, but they've certainly got a, a, a melancholic vibe to them. You know, no reply, babies in black, I'm a loser. You know, it's, it's all very downbeat, I yeah. think is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> so you're quite right to say that, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it sort of pushes against that. So this is a, a little ray of sunshine in the album. Mm, um, it is. Yeah. Good. I like it. Very good. Keeps me happy. Puts a smile on my face. Um, what also puts good. a smile on my face, segue into this, is, um, you know, if, if you like your, like your aeroplanes, <laughs> you like your jet airliners, and yes. your sound effects, this is the one for you. I... Um, well, we're jumping into it. Back in the USSR. Yeah, a timely one here in some ways, Jono. I mean, imagine a few months from now. I don't know. Uh, Adele writes a song about how fab Russia is. How do you think that would go down in the current climate? Oh, you <laughs> want me to... <laughs> not, not great. Yeah. Well, six months to this song going out, the Warsaw Pact... Obviously, with the USSR as its number one card-carrying member, invaded Czechoslovakia. So, while the song is primarily a piss take of "Back in the USA" by Chuck Berry, with some California Girls by the Beach Boys thrown in, you know, it, it's not a super strong. Yeah, the USSR is really top sort of thing, but it did stir people up at the time. Just like I think if Adele did a song about how great is Russia, people would be like, oh, "Is it really the right time for that?" Um, <laughs> Actually, I think if the Adele example happened today, the reaction would be worse because people are so humorless today and they just whinge. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. For me personally, as a song, I think it's a winner. I love the really driving drum beat. It feels like you're moving along with the song. It feels like it's going somewhere. And maybe the edginess that once was and the pure, I don't know, kitsch that is there now just helps it along. It's fun. It's, it's meant to be fun. I find it hard to fault to be honest, but I think I needed to throw in that historical uh, take as well, because that was certainly the case at the time. Yeah. Um, it's pun-tastic, isn't it? They oh, yeah. have a lot of fun um, with wordplay in this one. Mm -hmm. George is on my mind. Um, <laughs> amongst others. Uh, just lots of lots of interesting... And also, they, they the other thing they were sort of taking off was the I'm... Uh, backing Britain which was mm. the big government sort of campaign at the time I think it was Harold Wilson Harold Wilson's government uh, that was another sort of aspect that they were having a play on here so lots of stuff that they're having a, you know, fun with 
Well, they certainly weren't happy with Wilson and the 95% super tax that we spoke about last time. No, that's true. Um, I love the piano in this. It just feels like it's just being absolutely hammered away, uh, yeah. which is great. Um, Tony, who wasn't hammering anything away, was Ringo, because Ringo did not participate in the recording of this one. It was, um, I think, all three of them on the drums at some wow. point. Um, that's when he had his little moment during the White Album where he left-ish. That's sad. He came Um, back to a lot of flowers, though. True. That's right. That's right. Um, I love the last verse. I think that absolutely lets rip. And for a song that's had this sort of great charging momentum, it just goes crazy in that last verse, and it's amazing. It's just like a release of energy. So good. And this kicked off the album and then goes into Dear Prudence. (laughs) You know? So, um, talk about your album starters being different to the rest. Um, yeah, this this is a, a this is a great flag in the ground at the beginning of White Album, and um, just a great rock and song. It is. It yeah. is. Agree. Um, <laughs> moving on to something mm-hmm. which I, I'm not really sure you could say is a great rocking song. So, well, sort of. There are little bits of it that could be. Um, yeah. I me mine. Yeah, this this is an interesting one for me. Uh, as a kid, I'll talk about myself here, Jono. As it. a kid, I I would just hear George just sort of warbling away, and the whole "I me mine" didn't really make a lot of sense to me. It just sounded like words, you know, "I me mine, I me mine." So I wrote the song off more or less, but with more mature ears, I suddenly realised, hey, this is actually quite good. It's got those quieter bits. Then it's got the rockier bits that you mentioned a moment ago. And I mean, George even called his autobiography, I Me Mind, which I guess is a great name for an autobiography in general. But as a comment on ego, which I think his interest in Eastern thought would have had its own thoughts on, <laughs> I think it's quite right, you know. So I look at it as one of the great George songs that Beatles fans maybe have to dig a little to get to. It's not... Well, it's not as deep a cut as, say, Long, Long, Long on the White Album by George, but you've still got to reach for it just the same. I don't think it's as immediate, you know. Oh, oh, and fun fact, the general waltz vibe to the song came about because, get this, George saw an Austrian marching band on TV and they were doing something that involved a waltz and he was like, "Uh uh-huh, and he worked the waltz vibe into it. And we know this because we watched Get Back. Well, or is this from your book of facts? I was going to say, if that was part of Get Back, I've forgotten John O in the 18 hours or whatever <laughs> footage I watched. It's actually great. It's one of those deep cut moments where he's talking to, I think it's talking to Ringo about, oh, I saw this thing on TV last night, and then they zoom in on the Radio Times listing, and then they cut to the actual program that he had watched, footage from that program. Did they really? Yeah. Maybe that's where it's I remember like in the first like, hour. Had you fallen asleep already? Well, 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 no, it's the 17 hours that come after it that made me forget it, obviously. Um, uh, I was really, when we pulled this out last week, to just go in and get ready to go, ah, write it off. Mm. And then I sat down, I was like, no, 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 no. going to listen to this again. I don't listen to it very often. Um, and, and did. And actually surprisingly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Because that, that sort of waltz timing is lovely at the beginning, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. a bit strange. And then it just sort of goes into this rocky bit. 
Uh, and yeah, then, yeah. And then you get a bit of wall of sound because it was because it was obviously recorded after uh, the breakup. Well, mm. official uh, breakup. I think it was February. 1970 mm-hmm. they recorded it and they only recorded it because it had been in the documentary so much Let It Be that they needed the song to be on the album yeah that's mm. it um, so but it, it is it is really good it's 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 got a got a bit of something oh I think so again to my younger ears no but but now I think yeah it's, it's, it's quite good yeah yeah um, originally it was actually only a minute and a half long as well and Phil Spector basically just when he was redoing it and added all the you know strings and all that literally just took the verse again and the chorus and just chucked it on again so it just almost doubled the length cut and paste yeah pretty much so uh, it would have been a short little ditty otherwise yeah I mean mine who would have thought positive comments I was not expecting that from myself that's very, very uh, good Anyway, so there we go. Those are our four songs of the week. I Call Your Name, Eight Days a Week, Back in the USSR, I, Me, Mine, Rob. Yeah. What do you got? I, I'm going live with this. I, I haven't written it down. It's between Eight Days a Week and Back in the USSR for mm-hmm. me. And it is so, so damn close. But I think I'm going to go with Back in the USSR. <sighs> It's an early Beatles rocker that you are putting to I, the sword there. I know. And that chap on Twitter who always gets upset when we don't put through the early Beatles rockers will say something. Yep. I know. I know. I yep. know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that we've been accused of being a little bit mean on those earlier tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not going to stop today because I also... <laughs> pick back in the ussr i think it's i think it's just a a much more of a rockier track and and it's it's great Mm -hmm. well produced and it rollicks along and it's got lots of fun things to say yep and um hey if eight days a week wasn't loved by the band how can it how can it be the greatest song of all time you know yeah let's hide behind that this week i will (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll join I will. you. Uh, no, back in the USSR, just you can't help but listen to that and just be absolutely taken away by it, by its energy yeah. and its its fun and enthusiasm. And yeah, what a great way to kick off the White Album. For sure. Gosh, Rob, you and I are agreeing on a lot recently. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know. We did, we did a Paul or John last week. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Not few and far between. That's true, actually. We're becoming the same person. Oh, God. A gestalt entity. <laughs> um, cool. Congratulations. Back in the USSR, you are through to the next round. We do have to pick next week's song. Shall we do it, Rob? Let's do it. I'm always glad you say that, because if you turned around and went, oh, no, no, let's not worry about it this week. <laughs> Let's have a week off. It wouldn't really work. All right, digging into the box. Here we go. Um, Oh, I'm only sleeping. Revolver. Revolver. Chains. That's that's the first LP. (laughs) Please please me. Wow. Uh, Oh, your chance to say revolver again, Rob, and your bird can sing. Revolver. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous way. (laughs) <laughs> to say revolver. 
Um, Sexy Sadie. Oh, great. White album. Yeah, good. There we go. Another four songs. Those will be happening next week. Please join us uh, as we work out which one of those we'll be going through. Hey, uh, if you do want to get in touch, as always, the Beatles World Cup at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at Beatles World Cup. And uh, Tony, if you're listening, I oh, yes, am Tony. Um, crossing my fingers that we got it right again this week because I think we were close to losing Tony. Mm, I think Tony would have gone for eight days a week. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, have a fantastic week. We will catch you next week for the Beatles World Cup. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.